Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the long-awaited concert recap episode for the Ooh. 17 Be The Sun Tour 2022. Yay, 17. We'd missed you so much. But also this concert was weeks but feels like years ago so yes. let's see if we even remember it yeah we <laughs> took notes during the concert as we always do but since it's been a minute these con- these notes feel foreign to me so this will be a fun exercise in trying to remember what happened but thankfully you guys came through as you always do and we have some voicemails and some emails from people who saw 17 at other stops so i think between all of us we can get a good picture of how it went absolutely and we will also be able to hear from our dear friend jenna who was with us at the 17 stop in la so hopefully combined the three of us will be able to put together our our you know adult memory <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of this phenomenal event that yes we it was great it's always the best to see 17 this was our fourth time seeing 17 live like officially officially making them the k-pop group i've seen the most mm-hmm. times yep this so is a, the second world tour that we've seen um they're an ode tour the last la stop that they did was also at the forum this uh, show was at the forum as well. Um, but that was one of one of the last events we did in 2020 um, before everything shut down. So very exciting to be able to um, to see them again at long last. Um, and yeah, like I said, the show was also at the forum. Um, but I looked at videos of our first time at the forum in 17 and we sat in a different place. But also looking at the videos, they did not sell as many they didn't open as many of the sections. Like the section that we sat in this time around was not open the first time that we saw them. Um, right. So it's exciting to see that they not only sold out the, or like they were able to fill the same venue even more. Yes. So to elaborate on the seats that we are in, which, or seats we were in, which is my biggest hang up about this concert still. Like I tried to have a very good attitude about it. I'm still kind of bitter. So uh, buying, I'm sure everybody who has been buying K-pop concert tickets lately knows that it's like the worst it's ever been Mm -hmm. when trying to get tickets. And I'd been burned so many times already this year, like with try, like missing out on an entire Mm -hmm. twice concert and then like trying to make up for it the second time. And so I've gotten into the habit of like, like I've learned the lesson that if you get through on Ticketmaster and they present you the seats, like the amount of seats you wanted, like just buy them. Because if you spend time clicking around for different seats, they will be gone mm-hmm. and you will have nothing. Right. So I purchased the first three tickets that were presented to me. And they were A, in the wheelchair row, which made me feel guilty and bad because, like, they should not sell those seats as regular seats. It's just, like, unfair and not cool. And they were so deeply on the side that we were literally behind the stage, (laughs) which had some advantages and some cool stuff about it. But, like, I'm still a little upset. That like that they even sold those to me and that they charged me full price for them. Like, I feel like I should have gotten a discount to yeah. be sitting that far on the side. 
Well, at the very least, they should have. I mean, it, yeah, they shouldn't have been sold for the same price as the other seats, I think, because it was an obstructed view. And usually those seats are at least marked that way on the ticket um, because we were in the section that was like the most to the side and we were the last three seats on the edge <laughs> so like no one the whole section next to us was empty um and essentially our view was half the stage and half the backstage which was kind of cool like we got to see them getting mic'd up and stuff like that but we also obviously didn't have a center view of whatever was happening on stage we could see every like every time they were on stage like we could see all of them and they were close yeah and they were close and they played to the sides of the stage a lot throughout and the stage was you know the same way it was set up for monstex where it has the back rectangle and then an at like a runway down the middle to a little square in the center of the floor so we could like see all of that and we like could obviously see the center stage um but we couldn't see any of the screens and the way that the stage was set up was that they had like two they had on either side of the stage like facing out obviously not facing us but (laughs) facing out they had two big screens and then in the middle they had these like two huge walls that came down and were like a v like they came out yeah like they came in like a little triangle point covering the middle of Mm -hmm. the stage so it was like flat triangle and then flat Um, but then the, so the middle, like when the middle V was down, all we could see was that like side of the V that was facing us. Um, and then that would lift and the boys would be underneath it and we could see them all when they were on the stage, but we couldn't see where the flat screens and we'll obviously talk about this in the recap, but the V that went up and down was also a screen. And at a certain point, like toward the end of the concert, they finally started using It was only for like two songs. They used it as a monitor. Here are close-ups of the members, Mm -hmm. like what everybody was seeing on the side screens. But for the most part, they were just using it for vibes. Right, like Like a visualizer or whatever. whatever. (laughs) Yeah, just to be an extra color or something. But as as soon as they turned into the screens and we saw like Dokyum's face, like huge, I was like what the fuck like why haven't we had those the whole time it was it was really silly and a I think a missed opportunity that they didn't turn those on um but like I said it was the first time that 17 had sold out the forum to that section um so you know next time boys you'll know to turn those turn those screens on on right away please um but yes so that's where we were that's where we were we arrived to our seats well when we first arrived um like we said our friend jenna flew out so that we could all go see 17 together and it was very fun so she needed to get a concert t-shirt outside like do the whole thing um and then when we got in i immediately started having a mental breakdown at the seats and the girl sitting next to us was like i looked it up online like i think we're still gonna be able to see like she was trying to yep talk me through it and i was like i need a beer i'm so upset um and then i had my first like crisis of the night 
while we were sitting there waiting for the show to start, they were doing like they do at all concerts and just playing random 17 music in the stadium. And it was like an older song was on or something. And there wasn't like most people were still just like talking. And then they started playing like hot Mm -hmm. and the whole place went like fucking insane and was screaming every lyric. And I was like, Oh no, am I an old fan now? Like people don't know old 17 music. And like, this is all like new fans who like new 17 music. And then I started to like crisis, (laughs) like, Oh no, like it's been two years since we've seen them. Like so much has changed. Oh no. Yeah. And I, I actually have a note about that too, that hot played. I, every time I have, (laughs) this is so silly, but every time I see hot, written in my notes, in my brain reads it H-O-T. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's but, like, that's like an opposite. Cause I feel like when we originally would try to talk about H-O-T, we would say hot and be like, no, it's H-O-T. And now our brains have been like, it's I H-O-T. I know, uh, I've been trained. Um, okay, so hot, I have a note too, that hot played before the concert and that everybody knew the fan chants. Like they didn't even just know the words, they knew the fan chants. And I remember the last time that we saw 17, uh, people did not know <laughs> the fan chants. Like it's no. funny when you go to like a US stop of a tour because the fan chants are always like kind of half-hearted, but sure. everyone in this stadium knew the fan, t- fan chants to hot. I was like, what the F? And I, my note literally says we feel ancient, but carrot bongs are synced and all is magical. Yes, um, yes, yes. So, as we were excited that the carrot bongs got synced because like we said in the twice one they weren't and i don't um, think they were at monster x either like i, I feel like it's been they... a minute it had been a minute since i saw like fully synced yeah, yeah, light yeah. sticks at something yeah so that was really nice that was cool um and then our first like fun surprise of the seats we were in happened yes. which is that we could very clearly with all of our eyes see all of 17 walk into this backstage section and put their mics on Mm -hmm. and get their hair last minute fixed by their hair people. And like Jenna was freaking out because it was like, look, they're there. They're really there. And like, and they were being candid, like they weren't Mm -hmm. on stage yet. And it was an interesting view to get to like, yeah, it was so fun to be able to see them getting mic'd up. Uh, Some of them like came out without their jackets and we could kind of, figure out who most of them were right. um but some of them had like changed their hair colors recently so i was like i can't tell which one like who that yeah, i think we one thought is. june was Hoshi we thought it was Hoshi, we but it was like... actually june yeah um and like they could see us as well obviously so like june one of the reasons we thought it was hoshi is because he kept playing to the crowd and he kept like waving at us um and i think he's the one who like stood there for a while to get his makeup touched up um and i have a note that ming hao comes out and does some some stretches um (laughs) (laughs) some of them came out without their jackets on um and yeah we were just trying to id them based on hair color and arms (laughs) yeah um and then we got to see them all like file onto the stage they like disappeared behind the wall um and then there was an opening vcr but we don't know what it was um but the (laughs) lights went down and there were like dramatic beats um and then my note says that stars explode on the screen and audience 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> Maybe the the lights like went out onto the went crowd. out onto the I audience. There was a lot of really crazy like light stuff. Like one of the songs la- later had like a full laser show attached to it and there was indoor pyrotechnics and fire and like we'll get to all of it but like they really were doing the most with the like tech theater tech yeah, of yeah, it yeah. all absolutely so they opened with hot obviously yes they opened with hot so the walls the v walls lifted um and the boys were standing in formation with their backs to the audience um and then so the Stage. I think Monstax did this too, where they had risers sometimes on the back mm-hmm. of the main stage. So the boys were like standing with their backs to the audience and then they just like dramatically walked onto the risers and then like turned in unison and stood for the screams. They just like let everybody scream. And then there was this like guitar rift. And then they just walked back off the risers. And I had to write that down because it was so silly and like... <laughs> walk turn and walk back down and then they start with then they started with hot and my first note says ming hao body rolls too close (laughs) (laughs) because he was on our side of the stage um and they really were very very close um but they were wearing of course the obligatory opening tour jackets of black bedazzled this time they were bedazzled in gold the last time we saw them they were bedazzled with silver um and jong han had a little half cape on his because his right arm was in a sling i believe that he recently had surgery um i don't remember the exact reason why he was in a sling but he was in a sling Um, and he was and i i was so impressed by him mm -hmm. like because of his sling arm but he was like fully doing all the choreo just one arm yeah like he was not he didn't do the stool thing like Mm -mm. he was fucking part of it yeah there were a couple like very few numbers where he would do less of the choreo or like stand to the back or the side like i only noticed him standing out of maybe one or two but he was still a part like he still sang all of his parts he didn't like he wasn't taken out of any part of the, the concert which was really great um I wrote that there were a lot of fireworks and like they used a lot of pyrotechnics the whole time. Um, and obviously the song is called hot. So like there was fire and shit. Um, and the fire was very, very hot. Like we, yeah, no pun I wrote intended. It later, well, pun but intended. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, we could like feel it from where it was. Um, so I imagine they were just like purely roasting because like the, the wave of heat that we got from that fire mm-hmm. starting was so intense and they were right next to yeah, it. So and like... they were right there. Um, but so this song, like you, th- it like ended and then they did one extra chorus, like after you thought it was over and then they all walked off toward the back. Um, and I think Hoshi like stayed and did a little like fire hose something <laughs> and screamed, make oh, some yes. noise. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and In then, one of those like steam cannon things that like people have now. Yes, yes, It's like yes, a big yes. old gun and it just like shoots like steam. Yeah, it just loud. shoots like air at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he made us all scream and then they did March. 
Uh, I wasn't sure what this song was called. I just wrote, they added red flags to the stairs for this cowboy song. Yes. So I I believe it is actually, I'm going to fact check myself right now, but in all caps, I have the word March. So I'm going to just, yes, it is a song off of the new album and it is just called March. No, don't play it. Okay. Um, so they had red flags and they went back to stand on the risers. And yeah, this is where I have a lot of fire. We can literally feel the heat. Um, and they went straight from this song into hit. Uh, and they weren't doing the full choreo right away because they were just like standing in the middle until the first chorus. And then they did um, the full choreo of hit. But here was a point where Han did not do um, most of the choreo for this one because hit is really intense. Yeah, and this was the one where they had, like, the green lasers, like, mm. going all yes. over the place and, like, onto the stage or whatever. And those green lasers always remind me of, like, there was an episode of, what was that What was that MTV show where they made music videos? Was it just called, like, Making the Video? I think so. There was an episode for J-Lo's Waiting for Tonight, and there was, like, a scene where she's in water, and they were, like doing the green lasers around her and they made a big deal of like that she couldn't touch the lasers like that she might get burned by them or like it was a whole thing and so every time I see green lasers like that that's what I think of always oh that's really funny every time I see green lasers like that I think about that performance of shiny where they did they were like on the wires and they had the wolverine claws Mm. and the like lasers also everywhere what song was that Lucifer? Isn't it? It's the Lucifer that has the bridge, the shiny, make you yes. dance with yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Just want to be with you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, got yeah. The yeah, extra yeah, yeah. bridge. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But so, anyway, anyway, 17 used the lasers. And then we, so we had Hot, March, and Hit, and then our opening meant. Um, and Hoshi kicked us off. He said, What's up, LA? Did you miss us? And we said, Yes, we did because we did my um, first note is that Hoshi is stripping because like he got rid of that jacket like, <laughs> as quickly as possible I don't even have a note about that <laughs> <laughs> he was taking off his clothes at every a moment he could take off clothes well so literally the, the only thing. thing that I had had spoiled for me about this concert was a and I was not something I went looking for it was just something that I happened sure. upon. Um, and it was Hoshi like pulling up his shirt and like rolling with his abs or something. And I was like, oh no, we're in for a, we're in for a night. And I don't have any notes about him doing any of those kinds of shenanigans throughout the evening. I have like one note where I think he and June took their jackets off during a, during one of the performances. And I only wrote it down because I could like see the person in the wings holding the jacket. Right, right, right. <laughs> That was the other, like, super fascinating thing about sitting where we were is, like, I think I kept getting distracted Mm -hmm. by the whole crew. The backstage process. They'd take the stairs away. And then when the stairs were away, then a bunch of guys would, like, run in and, like, plant the flags or, like, fill the stairs with stuff. And, like, and you could see, like, these girls on the side, like, doing hand signals. And it was, like, (laughs) all the backstage of it all was, like, happening very clearly in my eyesight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was strange because we'll talk about it later, but we moved a little bit at the end of the concert. And just a few seats away, you could not see what we saw in mm-hmm. our seats. Like, we truly were backstage. Yes. Our seats were so far over. 
But anyway. Anyway. Opening meant Dino was not there. He has COVID. So they acknowledged that he wasn't there and, Mm -hmm. like, feel better soon, Dino. We all love Dino. And then they taught us the little, like, chant for the night that they wanted everybody to do where they would go, 17 carat, be the sun. And you had to make the sun with your with your arms like over your head and that was that's all I have written for opening men yes I have I have a lot of notes for the opening men but we don't have to go through what each one of them said because there's a lot even without Dino there's still 12 but we did have of course the voice of God translator and then they did like individual intros where like each one of them like said a cute little like I'm your boo or whatever right um and so then, yeah, we learned the little chant and they told us that they had prepared a lot because it had been so long since they'd been here. And they asked if they if we were ready to rock with them. Uh, so then we got to listen to Rock With You. Um, and my first note is that they cheated the Minghao lift and they didn't do the actual, the actual thing. And I could see it because I was right there on the side. Right. I'm slightly behind them and I could see their little feet. Um, <laughs> But they do the full choreo on the backstage. And I had that they did it with sparklers. Were they holding sparklers? I don't know. Maybe there were just sparklers going out of the fire cannons or Maybe. something. Because all Maybe. I have is that for the second verse of Rock With You, they moved to the middle platform. Yes, stage. they walked to the middle of the stage and then they ended like in a dramatic line. Um, and then the some and then like the members all like walked back and some of them disappeared under the stage and some of them like walked off the sides uh, and then Mingyu and Wanwu stayed. Uh, wait, why do I have that Mingyu and Wanwu stayed? I don't know because I have the next note. I have the next note I have is that it's it's two minus one, which yeah. is Joshua and Vernon. I don't know why I have a note that Mingyu and Wanwu stayed. I don't have anything that they said or did. But I specifically I wrote their name. Maybe they, oh, maybe they something. stayed and were just like, hey, like look over here. And while Joshua and Vernon like got to where we're they needed to be. Away. Who knows? I don't know. This was a long time ago by now. <laughs> so then two minus one. This is from the Rock With You album, the Attica album. And it's just a duet between Joshua and Vernon. And it started with like a slow, it was like a slow version. Like the beginning of it was a little bit, it just like slowed down from what it normally is. And they had like mini mic stands. Yeah, like, like mic, mic stands that didn't have the, the stand. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they had taken their jackets off. So they were just wearing their long sleeve black button ups underneath. They did the whole song. Vernon like ditches the mic stand pretty quickly and just holds the microphone. Um, but Joshua keeps his little prop the whole time. Um, and then they leave for a VCR that we cannot see. That I couldn't uh, see. I was so happy change. that they did two minus one though. <laughs> like I was so happy. Uh, that's the song I never thought I'd actually get to see because yeah. it's only two of them. Like I didn't know if they'd ever perform it or whatever, but I was so excited. And I also... I had had the set list spoiled for me like a week before the concert. So I knew what to expect, but Jenna and Helica didn't know anything. So it was like very hard for me to stay stone faced like before the show when you guys were like, what songs do you hope to see? And I like knew if you would or wouldn't. And I like couldn't say anything, but I was so excited because I knew that there were like gems on there. And this Mm -hmm. was one of them. Like I knew that Jenna would be so excited to see this and I was so excited to see it. 
So yes, that was and fun. I think that Jenna had earlier in the day said like I really would love to see two minus one because Joshua was her favorite, um, and that song is like all in English and it's kind of like a pop punk Avril Lavigne song and it's really fun. Um, so yeah, that was great. I loved that. Um, and then we get so we got the VCR. And they went off to the little costume change. Um, and then I think that this is when both you this is when and Jenna left. The second that two minus one ended, I leapt over the back of my chair because again, we were trapped in our we were trapped right. in our row because like, it's supposed to be for wheelchairs. And so they had just put folding chairs, but they were not regular folding chairs. No. They were extremely heavy folding chairs and difficult to maneuver and they, and they were so close like together yeah there was no space they just sold 15 mm-hmm. folding and you seats. had to like move you had to remove a seat from the line in order to get in and out but the seats were like so close together that the legs would lock together so it was really a, a mess it was a whole thing so as soon as two minus one ended and i saw that a vcr was starting i leapt over the back of my chair to like run to the bathroom as fast as i could and i guess jenna followed me and then you turned around and we were gone yes i turned around <laughs> because my note starts obviously before the members are on stage because right. i can see them so my first note is that a few members are in white backstage and my note says if we get lily Abai, i will lose it and i wrote that down and then turned because i saw the members in white and i was like <gasps> and i turned to you guys and you were gone <laughs> So I was like, oh, no. And then I like wrote, I had to write it down because I was like, ah. Uh, and so then I think that the V walls like lifted if they were down. Um, and obviously I couldn't see what it looked like from the front, but it looked like there were these like four big, maybe there were only three, but there were these like big rectangles that were lit with LED, almost like mirrors. And then the members were of the performance team were standing it like behind each one mm-hmm. so that it kind of looked like they were looking at a mirror um and they were wearing like white sparkly outfits um and i think i think that they started with lily Abai as the intro but like mm. a slowed down version or something because when the song started you guys weren't back yet and i th- i thought it was lily Abai, and i was like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like I wonder how they'll change the choreo to have only three people. But then uh, Moonwalker started and that was the main song that they did. So I don't know if it was just a rearranged version that made me think it was Lily Abai at first or if it actually was. And then it just like, yeah, if they had just sort of like mixed them together at the beginning. I don't know. But anyway, they started behind these like mirror LED frames and then they moved to the middle of the stage, um, meaning the part in the middle of the crowd, like the little square at the front for the end of the song and for the main part. And they do the full choreo. Uh, And my main note for performance team is that I like couldn't handle Ming Hao's silhouette. Oh my God, (laughs) because he was wearing like a full, like a robe almost that like went past his knees Mm -hmm. like a full robe but it was a completely sheer 
robe. And again, we are sitting behind them. Mm -hmm. So we mostly were looking at their backs. Mm -hmm. And the way that the spotlight on them, on the performance team, was shining, from our view, you could just see Ming Hao's little silhouette through the back of this robe. And, and it, it was, was like scandalous. so much <laughs> saucier than just seeing the outfit from the front. And I like couldn't take it. I, I, could, I couldn't handle it. I really couldn't. I was um, so, this was a thing that like knowing that this was going to happen was really hard for me to hold in. Because one of the things you said before the show is like, if I get to see Moonwalker live, like, I don't know if I'll ever cope. Like, that's the one performance team thing I've never seen. Like, I would love to see Moonwalker. And I knew it was going to happen and I couldn't say anything. I know. And then it did. And like, yeah, whenever they were in that middle square, um, we were obviously behind them. Um, so, you know, a different view of the choreo. But they, it was great. And they obviously had to, like, change it and share the parts to make up for the fact that Dino wasn't there. Um, but they went from Moonwalker into Wave. Um, mm -hmm. They did a three-member version. Um, and so this is what launches us into the whole little, like, unit unit stage unit portion moment, of yeah. the concert. Um, so the performance team just did two. And then the middle walls lifted uh, of the backstage. And the vocal team were sitting on the risers in lots of ferns. Yeah, they had suddenly <laughs> covered the stairs in like a mazillion plants. So they were yes. just sitting amongst all of the like plants. Yeah. And they started with Come to Me. Um, and from the way that they were sitting on the risers, uh, the, I could only see like their tops and like their knees. And I was like, are they wearing navy blue pajamas? I also <laughs> wrote, are they wearing pajamas? Because it looked like they had blue silk pajamas on, but mm -hmm. they were blue silk shirts and blue suit pants. And they had sparkly blue shoes like Elvis, like yeah. full sparkle blue shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they looked so cute. Um, and the, they did like a slightly stripped down version of come to me. Um, and then they eventually like get up off of the risers and they come out to stand in a line and Jonghan was not wearing a sling. Um, but that's because I think this was just a stand and sing moment. Um, so they walked out to the middle square. I have a note that says Joshua and Jonghan are holding hands as they walk. <laughs> uh, and then when they got to the middle square, they did imperfect love. And Boo took a moment to like very dramatically say, from this moment on, we will make you the happiest in the world. <laughs> and then he said it later at the end of the concert, like, cause he memorized that sentence and mm -hmm. he was going to say it again. <laughs> um, but I love Imperfect, so Imperfect Love. It's a great vocal team song, Absolutely. but I thought that this was kind of funny because they tried to do that concert thing where you let the audience sing like they held out their mics for the audience to do the whole chorus and they put the lyrics on the big screen in Hangul, but in like a scripty font that's also hard to read. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a weird, awkward moment because like nobody really knew the words and not enough people could read the Hangul fast enough to follow yeah. along. And so it was just kind of a like a dud bit of a like you guys sing. 
And that yes. bummed me out. I was like, oh, you could have picked another song. And I think maybe everyone would have been able to sing it back at you. But mm-hmm. yeah, but we couldn't do we <laughs> couldn't do Imperfect Love. I, I just like I just like like I did exactly um but yeah they just stood and sang it and they ended in like a little cute line um and then the middle walls again lifted and this time we had the hip-hop team standing in front of an led wall um, and they were wearing like different black outfits. Wanwu had like a fuzzy jacket. Coops like was wearing big leather. Fur coat. Yeah, big fur coat and like skinny pants. Uh, Mingyu had his arms out. Uh, and they did Game Boy first. Uh, there was very little choreo. They were just like standing around in the back uh, and like, you know, hyping up the crowd from the edges. And then they, and they had the. They had auto-tune mics to, like, mm-hmm. really get the vibe of Game Yeah, 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 Boy the going. Game Boy, 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 whatever the, the however that song goes. Um, and then they walked to the middle of the stage, uh, and they did back it up. Yes. Uh, yeah, my only note is about one was fur coat, because I was like, look at that fur coat. Yes, I, I mean, I, I love Seventeen, but I, these are not my favorite hip-hop unit songs, so I don't have any notes about that. They no, I were just, fun, and they hopped around. They, they hipped was, and they hopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was another, like, set list piece that I was just, like, giggly waiting on. Like, I knew that they were going to do Game Boy, and I was just sort of waiting for the moment that you guys would know that they were going to do Game Boy. <laughs> like, it was just, like, a fun little sneaky treat for me. Because, yeah, that song's very divisive, and we are on team No Thank You Game Boy, so... <laughs> But you know what? It was fun to see. It was fun. It was very fun. So then we had another VCR and costume change. Um, and when they, and I, <laughs> I love that my notes come, my notes about what their costumes are come before whatever happens on stage. Cause I see them like filing into the back. Right, right, right. So they were wearing red jumpsuits um what looked like red jumpsuits and then when they actually got on stage i could see that only some of them were actually a one-piece jumpsuit some of them were like track suits with a white t-shirt or like red hoodies and like sweatsuits the middle walls lifted and they had oil drums on stage with traffic signs uh for it looked like stomp like yeah 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 like <laughs> the set of the 90s broadway musical stomp they had skateboards mm-hmm. yes and then they did like a weird little skit that I wrote down where they're all like goofing around on this like fake set. And then somebody's like, what are you doing here? And then someone said, my mom told me to come here. And then they were all like, wait, where's Vernon? Where's Vernon? And then Vernon sang Snoop Dogg. That's what I wrote down. I don't remember what Snoop Dogg, but that's what I wrote. I didn't write down which <laughs> Snoop Dogg he started rapping either, but I did immediately. Because uh, it was he says it's the something whatever d-o-double-g like it was in the lyrics like right. uh but he stopped right before my note says that he stops at motherfucker doesn't right. actually say it then they have <laughs> banter comma shoelaces is what my note says i don't know what that means <laughs> i'm assuming that they did a little bit about like tying your shoelaces or something i don't know 
But anyway, we get Monse. Uh, this and was I, the best. Oh, I absolutely lost it. Like, this was so, so wonderful. I, like, I really, really, really didn't expect them to do Monse. And I absolutely adore this song. This is obviously a throwback. Uh, and it was so, so, so fun. It was so fun to see them do it. And my favorite part of the Monse performance was at the end, they did this very cute thing where at first they had everybody waving their arms like regular, like Monse, 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 yeah. And then they were like, now do it really fast. And then like, now do it really slow. And like, I don't know. It was very, it was just very fun. It was so fun. It was so great. Um, and yeah, they obviously still kill that song. I loved it. I loved every moment. Um, and it we was went great from Monse into left and right, which is what I thought we were going to get right away um, because of the like traffic signs and stuff. Um, and I have a note that says DK did like an intro to this where he like fell to the floor and did like an uh, attention and then he led a little like step touch. Uh, and that's how we got into left and right. And then I only have that left and right was a remix. I don't remember how, but I wrote that it was remixed. So I don't know if it was different. Somehow. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it did have some. I don't have any <laughs> note about it being different. Um, but maybe they did play with it because I have a note that says there is Boo and DK banter in the middle. So they like pause to do another little skit. And then I, my note just says Boo DK banter in the middle, comma, headbutt. Oh. So I guess they headbutted each other at a certain point as well. I believe Your guess it. is as good as mine, friends. <laughs> So we went from this potentially remixed version of left and right into Aju Nice. Uh, and and this... I wrote Aju Nice already? Yes. With a I... million question marks. I was so surprised. This made me think that the concert was like almost over. And I was like, wait, this concert has only been happening for like an hour. Like we just got the unit stage parts. Like what are you... What are you doing Aju Nice for already? Um, but they were just psyching us out because they did... They didn't do the full formations except for the chorus, um, which they did in the middle of the stage. And this was when the raised walls became the screens. The first um, time we actually got yes. some some face close-ups on our screens, mm -hmm. which like really changed everything because again, they were very close to us and I could see them very well, but they we did not see their faces almost yeah. ever. They were not facing us. So as soon as those screens came on and I was like, oh, they have faces mm -hmm. because they had just been backs of heads to me all night. Yes. And I finally have notes about like facial expressions. And yeah. So like my first note is, wow, Mingyu Elvis hair is too good in all caps. Uh, and then my next note says that Boo paused and smirked after his big note and he told the audience to wait for it to drop. Uh, and now everyone is sweaty. Um, yeah. So then we had then we had another costume change, and I don't have a note that there was a VCR. I have a note that there were confetti leaf oh confetti yes. leaf blowers. There was because a VCR the people playing, came out, but yeah, they had done a bunch of confetti during Audrey Nice, and then we saw 
a several people run from backstage with leaf blowers to blow all the confetti off the stage, which I don't think I'd ever seen before. I had never, I'd certainly never noticed them yeah. doing that. Maybe before. if you're looking at the VCRs, mm-hmm. you don't see stuff like that, but we couldn't yeah. see them. See, so. this is why like we're seeing so many, like we're, we're missing on all of these, the distractions that they're trying to get us like Mingyu and Wanwu in the back while Vernon and Joshua right, right, come right. up or whatever. Um, but so now we have them come out in silver and black outfits. Some of them are like all in silver. This is not like the first outfit where they were wearing all black that had like silver accents. This is like they're wearing a silver jacket or silver pants or a white shirt or whatever. And their um, shirts were see-through. My note says that a lot of the shirts were very sheer. I have a note that says Ming Hao's shirt is mesh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. And that um, there was a crazy amount of fog. Yeah, lots of smoke. for this part. This song was, the first song they did in these outfits was Shadow, uh, which is also off the new album, I believe. Um, and yeah, they did the full choreo. Jong Han stood to the side for some parts of this and then would come to the middle for his lines. Um, and after this, they did Crush, which is one of my favorite songs off of the Attica album. So I was very excited to see that. Uh, I do have a note here that said June took off his jacket because he was wearing a crop top out underneath his jacket. Yeah, um, my notes for Crush are Jenna and Angelica are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> the fire is back and it's so hot. Yes. And then I also, I also noticed that during this... Jong Han ran to the backstage and gave his sling to somebody standing there and then ran back. And I wrote, you bad boy, you need to wear that sling or you're never going to get better. Tisk tisk. And I also wrote that Hoshi and June stripped. So yes, Hoshi also, uh, my note says Hoshi, Hoshi also loses his jacket. Um, but I also have a note with a lot of exclamation points and question marks that says no fan kick because Jenna and I were very excited to see Mingyu's beloved fan kick in person and neither of us saw it. I don't think he did it. I think they took it out because it usually happens at the start of like the second verse or the second chorus and I, I didn't see him do it. Um, but I love that song, so I was glad to see it. Um, and after this song, we got another Ment. Um, my first note says that everyone was out of breath and getting water, um, but the jacket, they put their jackets back on um, to talk. And they started out by talking about the unit stages. I have somebody says your energy is insane and that they all look so hot and are trying to like remove clothes and fan themselves, like just pulling the jackets off their shoulders and mm-hmm. like just trying to do anything to relieve their hotness. Yeah. And that they they started a chant for Dino at some point, like got the whole crowd to be like, Dino, Dino. Um, and then I also noticed something that I noticed because I was noticing is during this little mint at some point, Coops like got very huffy and ran backstage and was like exaggeratedly like yelling at someone backstage about something like. and then he like stomped back to his place and was like whatever and i was like "Ooh, leader just had to go take care of something oh i wonder if he got uh so i have like a couple different um different uh notes about what they were talking about but later on like 
maybe he got a message in his in-ear that would explain, like, what he says later. Um, but so this was, like, they were talking about all the unit stages, and we chanted for Dino because they started by talking about the performance team first. Mm-mm-mm. And this was the first time that they'd performed Wave uh, for, like, that... That's what it says in my notes, that they did it for the first time, maybe in a concert or something. Um, But they they prepared extra hard for that one. And they were sad to not have Dino, but that the carrots made the stage full. Um, And my notes were that the vocal team talked over each other. So I don't really know, like, what exactly they said. But they said that they were happy to hear the carrots sing along. And I had to write that down because, like, as we said, we really didn't. They didn't. Um, We couldn't. We just, we we would have loved to, but we could not. Um, And then the hip-hop team talked about how Mingyu had changed the ad-libs in some of the songs that they did. And Jonghan made fun of him for sounding like um, a cowboy or a horse. Because he said, yeehaw. Yeah, they made him say yeehaw again. Um, And then the crowd chanted for Mingyu. And Mingyu was like, you guys are on my side, right? Like, these guys aren't. He was like, I'm so bullied. (laughs) Um, And it was the first time that they had performed Game Boy. And then this is when Ming Hao wants to do a wave with everybody. Okay, yeah. Um, so he made us do a wave. Um, and I have a note that says the members made Wan Wu lead a chant that said, whatever you want, Wu. Boo said it. Boo made a little pun. And he said, say whatever you want, Wu. And then, and then like, ah, and then got a good, got a big laugh of it It because that's a good pun. It is a good pun. It is a good pun. So then the members took turns leading the crowd in different chants. Um, They all did a, did something different. Uh, And Hoshi did a little bit of his solo Harangi power. Uh, And he was very, very tired afterwards. Someone, one of the members was like, are you okay? He was like, so done. I think the fire at the end of, of whatever the last song of Crush was too much. It wiped yeah, them yeah, all. Yeah. Um, I have a note that said Song Kwang sang a little bit. Um, he did his Wi-Fi song, his, uh, 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 yes. his like famous Wi-Fi song. Um, I also have a note that Jonghan was wearing his sling like a purse instead of wearing it. And again, I was getting mad at him. I was like, bro, you have to wear that. Yeah. You have to put that on. <laughs> um, but maybe it's mostly just to like for him to wear it during the parts where he has to do choreo so that he remembers sure. not to not use to his do arm it. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so June has fun like leading us in a call and response and they are all joking about like, oh, the LA Carrots have too much energy. Like the members are just like having too much fun playing with you right now. And then this is when Coop says that it has to be their last song. So I wonder if they got, if their set list, no, did, did they miss anything? Did they, was there anything I they didn't I don't think do? anything was missing from the spoiled set list, mm. but I did write that they told Vernon just introduce the next song and he said he didn't know what the next song was. That's what I wrote down. Yes. Uh, he like hummed a clue and then someone said, uh, did you forget what the next song was? Um, and he said, oh, right, right, right. Okay, well, right now we're on our world tour. Um, <laughs> and then Song Kwang said, knock, knock, knock. And Mingyu said, you got the heart, you got the soul. And then seven, we did the 17, be the sun. <laughs> Uh, and they did their whole group bow. So it was like a lot of chanting all night long, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we got World. 
Um, so they did world, they did the full choreo at the backstage, um, and the risers were pushed out during the song, um, so that they could do a dramatic walk back and then turn around like at the end of the song and the middle V walls came down, um, at the end to signify that the show was over. And then they did, we didn't see many of them, but they th- for this moment instead of playing a vcr they did something similar to what they did at the twice concert where they just found people in the crowd with funny signs or like wearing costumes or whatever and were just giving carrots like screen time on the big mm-hmm. screen with their like funny signs and stuff um and then angelica got the brilliant idea you looked down our row and saw like three empty seats like 10 feet down and you were like we're moving well they were the they were our exact same seats but in the next one section just one section over and i was like it's the encore no one's coming back into those seats if anyone was ever in them in the first place let's go um, so we immediately could see everything. Yeah. Uh, just the, one uh, section what over. What changed like 10 seats over was it so was, much. Yeah, it was wild. Um, but so the first song of the encore was Darling. They came Loved out it. in their tour merch and their sweats. Wan Wu was wearing sunglasses. DK had a backwards hat and Tim's. He looked very hot. Um, and when they were, when they were singing the song, they like came out and they're just like singing and playing to the crowd and they like walked out to the middle stage and then the members like all started walking back and they left DK like in the middle. Like he didn't notice that everybody had walked back. So he took a little like dance moment. Um, Mm. and before he ran back to join everybody, uh, I have a note that says they sang a little bit of Darling with the Carrots afterward. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then they moved to the risers and they told us that we could sit if our legs were tired because they were going to sit down too. Um, and then we had their ending mint. Yes. I like, I wrote little, I wrote little notes of all of these Me too. ending mints. Me okay. Too. I don't know if we, I wrote that I think we might have missed the first person when we were moving seats, but the first person I noted was Mingyu. And I, I have Mingyu too, and I, okay. I think I have everybody. Okay. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then Vernon speaks again. So yeah, I have everybody. So Mingyu okay. was first, um, and my note says he was just like, "We'll come back. Don't get sick. I hope you always watch 17. Yep, that's what I have. Miss mm-hmm. LA, don't be sick. Yeah. John, um, be happy until next time. Yeah, he also said, like, thank you for filling this entire venue. So, like, acknowledging that the seats were, you know, there was, like, a whole extra section. Um, there were, like, up at the very top row, like, the third level, there were two sections that hadn't been filled before. And then our level, there was just one section that hadn't been filled the last time they were there. So that was cool. Um, and Joshua said like, oh, we really missed you. And I, I really wanted to come back to my hometown because it's always amazing to be here. And then he called out some of his friends that were like, he said, my high school here. friends are here and then mm-hmm. listed like seven girls. names. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that was fun that his friends from high school had come to see him. Um, and Wanwu told us, you know, I hope you're always happy. Don't get sick. We'll see you next time. Uh, and Coops spoke next and Coops was not 
on their he did not come to the Los Angeles stop of their an ode tour. So the last time that they played he was at the on forum like full hiatus. He was for on the a last tour. Yeah, yeah. mental health hiatus. Um and so he talked about how he could have felt this energy if he had been here last time. He was so happy um, to be here and healthy with us now um, and that uh, L.A. always gives him so much happiness because of the carrots and that they will always come back to L.A. Uh, the eight was next. And he said, thanks to the carrots, I had an amazing time and I thought that I would want to make carrots happier. So we'll give you a great performance even when we're apart and we love you as much as you love us. Mm-hmm. Yes, my baby. Um, and then Dokyam was next and I have, uh, he led a little sing along. I don't know what. He yeah. Made I have sing. that. He immediately bonked his teeth with the mic when it was his turn to talk. So there was a fun laugh moment at that. And then he was like, make some noise. Boo, 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 boo. And then he got us to sing a little bit of, oh my. Mm. And then he said, I'm so happy that I didn't have dinner and I don't have to eat because I ate carrots love. Yes. He told (laughs) us he didn't eat, but he was full. Um, And that, uh, you know, we'll be back so everybody can come back too. Um, Vernon was next. He was talking about how we had so many great LA memories and now another one. Um, he couldn't believe that it had been two and a half years, um, but everybody stay safe until the next time. Um, and June said that like they are so used to performing in this venue now, which yeah. feels good. And that the first time they came to LA was for KCON and that they all wondered like, when will it be our turn to have our own concert? And like, you know, just being grateful that they've gotten to have their own concert so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Song Gwan talked about, uh, he thanked us for screaming from beginning to end. And I got out one more because my favorite thing to yell at 17 concerts is I love to just scream Busan Kwan at the top of my lungs. So when he thanked us for that, I got one more Busan Kwan out for the <laughs> night. Um, and he said that he had been feeling under the weather, but that he forgot all about it um, because of us uh, and that he always makes such great memories. Um, but thank you for uh, for waiting. And then he did like a little word play where he, he started said, trying to list like as many words like English words as he knew. And he was like, delicious, fabulous, gorgeous. Well, they were all words that rhymed with Los Angeles. Oh, Los so Angeles. I have Dr. Fabulous, <laughs> delicious, gorgeous, loneliness. But then he said loneliness <laughs> and Joshua was like, that's not a good word. And yes. So stopped his little, his um, little rant. Yeah. Uh, then we had Woozy. Yes. Um, let's see. I said, I see that like Woozy said, it's really nice to see you. And then he got his own like chant, like the whole place, like stopped him from talking to be like, Woozy, Woozy. Yes. That's what my note says too, but it has like a crazy typo in the middle. So I was like, (laughs) what does this mean? Um, but the crowd started chanting and he got a little bit flustered. Um, but he did prepare like a, something to say in English. Um, there was a voice of God translator, but they didn't really use it very often. Um, because Vernon it and seemed Joshua. like they had all like they, memorized a little yeah, something yeah, yeah. to exactly. say. Exactly. They like each spoke in English quite a bit. But um 
Woozy said that he had wanted, they had wanted to come back, um, but that it took uh, too long um, for them to finally be here, but that everything is still going on and very bad, but thank you for coming and always be careful. We love you. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to write that down because I was like, thank you, Woozy, for being like, the pandemic is still happening. So it's still pretty terrible and um, everyone needs to continue to be safe and careful Um, because, I mean, Dino wasn't there because he had COVID. So, like, it's still happening. Um, And then Hoshi was the was the last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said, hey, yo, L.A., thank you for waiting for us and thank you for coming. And he said, thanks for filling the seats that we can't even see. Yes. Like, shout out to us. And then he said, we opened at KCON and now we're on our own tour. Let's meet at SoFi next mm-hmm. year because the SoFi stadium that BTS like sold out all those shows back in November is literally across the street. Yeah, from the it's forum. like practically in the same parking lot. So he was just like, yeah, let's go over there. And the crowd went like absolutely apeshit over just the mere suggestion of that. Mm-hmm. And then he prepared. He was like, I prepared something in English. So he must have been speaking in Korean up to this point. Yeah. And he said in English, I'm so happy to meet you. And I've realized once again, I'm so happy to meet you. And I will do great performances for your love. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then Vernon wish, had us all uh, chant for Dino so that we could wish him well. Uh, and told us that they had actually prepared until dawn. Um, and then we got Our Dawn is Hotter Than the Day when they sang it sitting on the risers. Um, and then they walked to the front of the main stage and they ended like in just a straight line. Um, I noted because I thought it was very interesting is that Vernon did his lines in Ardon up the octave. Ooh. Like in the song, it's like a very like da 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 ba ba ba. But the, he like did it up, and I was like, all right. Well, his, his vocal flexor has grown the most, I would say, in 17. And so maybe, you know, he just wanted to flex a little bit. Like yeah. now he can sing it a little bit differently. Good for him. Um, then they took a picture with the crowd, uh, and my only note says that DK was on Coops's back. Uh, and after they took the picture with us, they did Snapshoot, which I was so happy to see. I love that song. Um, they mostly sang this just like smiling and waving at the crowd, but they did a little choreo, like mostly for the for the chorus. Um, and I have a note. My first note says that Ming Hao is wearing a pearl necklace. That's it. Just the fact mm. that he's wearing it. I love my baby. Um, And then my little B-boy got a dance break um, and they made him um, break dance like in the middle of snap. They did like an extended like goofy dance break for snap shoot. So they had him break dancing and then they made B-boy Woozy and DK try to to B-boy. And so they were just like sort of goofing around. Um, and then I have Hoshi and Wanwoo take little dance breaks and they like make the different members dance to the camera. And then we start finding people in the audience. Um, yes. And there was a girl in full tight, like one of those full yeah. tiger pajama things. Mm-hmm. And she gets like all of their attention. Like the whole group is at the edge of the stage, like watching this girl. And then she absolutely killed it. Yeah. And it was amazing. Um, and then... I wrote that somebody said, like, yeah, you want? DK. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. 
because uh, he, boy in there was stripes. another boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like on the edge of the camera or something when the girl, when the tiger girl was dancing, and so DK was like, "You too." So then he goes and he dances, um, and and they said, "La, you sure know how to have fun." Yes. <laughs> and then Hoshi asked Song Kwan, like, "How are you feeling, Vernon? How are you feeling, DK? How are you feeling?" And then they all said feeling nice and then we did our endless nice i got the carrots to sing too uh ming you like found some carrots like in the crowd and like made like gave them the microphone and made them sing i think song kwan did it to somebody as well yeah i have that song kwan found somebody um and was like what's your name and she was like anna and then he was yeah. like held the mic out for her to sing and she just like ah! like just screamed in it <laughs> That, and then and that's Mingyu the last found like two girls somewhere else in the crowd, and and they did sing the little like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was really fun. I love that song. I love I love a seventeen encore. I yeah, love that they have a, a thing that they do for their encores. Yeah. So that that's it. That was the that was the night. Yeah, we did it. We, we survived it. it, and it was great. And I love seeing 17. I love seeing 17. And it was nice after so long to see 17. And yeah, it was good. It was good. Mm -hmm. But I guess I will have to say, like, for fairness sake and for at this point being an elderly carrot, I guess, (laughs) like in the year of 17. But I think of all the times I've seen them, this was maybe my least favorite set list. Like, Mm. I don't know. I was expecting, not expecting things, but again, I've seen them so many times. I've seen them do so many things, but I feel like most of the songs that I wanted to hear were in the concert movie. So it was like they had already done those for a virtual concert, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to see them for realsies. Right. Well, and it was interesting. I I mean, I I have no complaints about, about the set list. Like I knew obviously that we were going to get a lot of stuff off of the, the newest album. And then I was just sort of, because 17, I've seen like a lot of their virtual concerts. I've seen a lot of their carrot lands. We've seen them before. So I knew that they usually have a kind of strange mixture of old and new songs. And like when we saw them in their an ode tour like we were kind of surprised that they didn't do more off of the new album um and they have put out so much music during the pandemic like in between an ode and uh this latest album they've put out like three eps or something like they've put out so much and so they had their between their movie and their uh virtual concert yeah it is kind of like they've already had two tours in between so i kind of like forgot (laughs) that there was so much music like the stuff that i've been listening to from 17 recently they've already performed in like other formats so it was kind of like oh right we're not going to see that because that was like their last album. Sure, or something. sure, but, sure, sure. But it was still fun. I'm not like as familiar with this newest album as I am with some of their others. So, you know, like March or Shadow, like I didn't really know those songs, but um, it was always, always phenomenal to see our boys. And at a certain point, we were seeing them literally every year. Um, yeah. So I'm so glad that we finally got our, we finally got to, to visit with our 17. We're back on track. Yeah. They used to come see us every year. <laughs> so I'm glad that they were able to make time for us again. Um, I humbly request that they 
not uh, schedule the same week as KCON in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be do us a solid um, and, and help us out with that. Um, but yeah. Well, we have a lot of we have a lot of input from other listeners who also saw the show. So we should get into that. Yes. Do we want to start with the our concert date, our friend Jenna, who was with us? Absolutely. Let's start there. And then let's uh, hear from someone who can tell us about the VCRs that we missed out on. Great. Hey there, it's Jenna. I am here to talk about my 17 concert thoughts. I will try not to go on for a very long time, even though I still have so many thoughts and feelings about the concert. I think first and foremost, just a big thank you and a big I love you. Shannon and Angelica, this wouldn't have happened without you. I wouldn't have gone without you. And I am so grateful because this is one of the best experiences I've ever had, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I just loved every single moment, and I am forever grateful to y'all for being there because one of the best parts was seeing them with you. So I tried to write down some themes that I enjoyed when seeing Seventeen. I've been to a lot of concerts but never one this big and never a K-pop concert. So I wanted to really enjoy when I was there and be present in the moment, but I also wanted to think about how this was maybe different or exceptional based on what else I've seen in my life. Um, so I'm gonna go through some themes and hopefully it's coherent. Hopefully it makes sense. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so the first thing, I'm not, I'm not sure how to phrase this without sounding, I guess, silly, but just seeing Seventeen in person was so striking. I have followed Seventeen since 2019 when Angelica got me into them. Thank you. Uh, but everything I've ever watched has been through a screen. And I feel like I have a good grip on who these members are as people and their personalities because I've seen so much Seventeen content. But in terms of them feeling like real humans in front of me, this is the first time I've ever felt that. Uh, every time I've seen them previously, you know, on music shows or performances, they just, they look perfect. The camera angles, the lighting, the choreo, everything is perfect. And seeing them in this concert setting was a little bit different because you could see the little in-between things. Like we could see them backstage practicing choreo and rehearsing and waving at us and like getting their hair outfits fixed, which was so cool. And we could see them breathing really hard after hard choreo. And I just, I loved the little moments of humanity with these members who even though I watch like going 17, they still very much feel like high up idols to me. So seeing them as humans who are just working their asses off to entertain us and to give us a good show, it was really special. It was also cool because not only did we see them in person, but like they saw us. We talked about that. Sometimes the stage lights were up and I know for a fact that they could see a bunch of faces. They were waving at us. They were smiling at us. And so the reciprocal attention was also something that I thought was unexpectedly 
sort of shocking. I just didn't expect to feel as engaged with as we were. So I love that. Light sticks, magical. I don't know a better word for it. Um, I've watched so many videos of light stick oceans and they're certainly beautiful on video. But in person, when you're standing among thousands of synced light sticks, it was just so incredible. It felt so unifying and so lovely. And I loved how the light sticks changed with the energy of the song or the cadence of the song. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite 17 songs is Come To Me. And the light sticks were glowing in rainbow colors. And it was so beautiful that it brought tears to my eyes. I also felt that way when we watched Our Dawn is Hotter Than Day. You could see people with light sticks swaying. Confetti was raining down. It was just an amazing experience. And it made me feel so present and so engaged and so like held within the concert. Oh, it was really cool and something I've truly never experienced before. Live vocals, of course, right? Seventeen has amazing vocalists. We know this. Um, I I always always enjoy their vocals, but I was expecting and I was not disappointed to be totally totally blown away by their locals live. Their vocals live. Sorry. <laughs> um, it was so cool because it really felt like their vocals on music shows when I watch them right they're so powerful but in person it has this 3d feeling of like their voices are filling the forum in a way that I had never heard before and listening to DK and Boo and Woozy just belt out in the middle of the forum for all of us to hear it was really really amazing but I do think my favorite vocal moment, and apologies to Dino because he was not there during our concert tour, um, but my favorite vocal moment was the performance team singing Moonwalker just because they are dancing difficult, fluid, gorgeous choreography, and those boys didn't miss a note. They sounded beautiful and perfect, and I was so so overjoyed by how talented they are in person. I, I think sometimes the best part of a concert is when live vocals are better than recorded, and I just feel like Seventeen did that with every single song. My next note is filling up the stage. So I know Seventeen is a big group, but I was really curious how they would utilize the stage as a group. I think it's something they've done well ever since debut they really know how to use their members and this was no exception i was so happy i really felt like every single song there was two to four members who were actively engaged with our section making eye contact turning toward us waving at us just like generally making us feel like we were included like i had mentioned earlier I never felt left out. I always felt seen. And I really liked watching different members interact with us. There seemed to be a little bit of rotation. We saw lots of Woozy. We saw lots of Joshua. We saw lots of Mingyu, which I'll get to in a second. 
Um, there was one moment where Uzi waved at us and I was like, sure, he was making eye contact with us. It was so cool. So yeah, they do so well interacting with the audience and filling up the stage. And I hope everyone felt included as I did. I think they must have. So speaking of Mingyu, <laughs> let the record show my 17 bias is Joshua Hong, but I love Mingyu, and I watch a lot of Mingyu fan cams. He's like, I guess my bias wrecker. I just adore him. And so I was really delighted because I was wondering which member would like stand out to me most in the concert. I really wanted to know. I did think it would be Mingyu, <laughs> and it was. Um, part of it is just that. I called him section leader Mingyu because he seemed to be by our section the most. And gosh, his energy is so contagious. I could see his smile and his giant arm muscles. And like he was just actively pumping us up. There was a moment when the hip hop team sang Back It Up that he was on a corner of the stage that faced our section. And he's just so pumped. And I was like, yes, Mingyu, get it. And it just made me want to dance harder and sing harder because Mingyu was my leader. And again, like, I just love him. So Mingyu, great job. <laughs> uh, fan fashion. This is a short one, but like me and Shannon and Angelica, we all made our own little fan shirts for our biases. And that was really fun. And it was also so fun to see what other fans were wearing in the audience and how they were showing off not only their love for Seventeen, but also their members. Um, so that kind of brings me to my last point, which is being with other carrots. It was such a unifying experience all around. I didn't know what to expect. Like I had mentioned earlier, I knew it was going to be a big concert with lots of people and that makes me nervous, <laughs> but it didn't feel like a massive concert. People were pretty kind, chill, really nice and complimentary. And it was just so beautiful to share this experience with other carrots and with 17. I was really enjoying looking around the audience at other people. There was a certain audience member dressed in a banana suit and I will never forget <laughs> during Back It Up, they had a light stick and they were dancing so hard. And I was just like, yes, this is the best. It made me laugh, it made me happy. Um, so I just, it was so cool to see so many people who love a thing as much as I do and we all had this understanding. Seventeen talks so much about how they love carrots and they love being with carrots and of course I understand on some level what that must mean to them but then being with carrots and with Seventeen I was like oh I get it like I love being with carrots and Seventeen too. It was just the whole concert felt connecting and beautiful and unifying and it felt so good to be there. I felt seen. I think Seventeen felt seen and I think we genuinely all had a really wonderful time together. Even when I was in the airport leaving, um, I met another carrot and we just like gushed about the concert until we got to our gates. It was so fun.
Um, so I think that's maybe the second thing I'm most grateful for was being able to connect and spend time with so many people who love Seventeen as much as I do. This whole concert felt so good. It was totally unforgettable. And I am just so incredibly grateful for the experience. So that's all from me. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Yay. Oh, our sweet Jenna. I'm so, so happy that we were able to do this together um, for your your first K-pop concert experience. Um, and it was so, so fun. It was such an honor to bring her, like truly, truly. I feel like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things about K-pop is sharing K-pop with others. Mm-hmm. And this was like the third time because once with with Jordan and once with Kara and once with Jenna, like getting to bring people to their first K-pop thing and yeah. watching them, like seeing it through their eyes. It's just, it's so special. I love it so much. Totally. It's really a treat. Um, so it was, it was, it was great. We loved it. Um, we, we loved were so it. happy to, to finally be together at last. Um, yes. but yeah. And she brought up, I love that she brought up because we forgot it in our recap, but section leader Mingyu yes. is like really true. Like he was the member who was the most engaged with us poor people sitting behind yeah. <laughs> the stage. He was like, I see you back there and I'm yeah. going to make sure to like look at and hype at y'all. And so that was very mm-hmm. nice. Of and him. he always came to like the side of our, like of the stage to be like, and how are you guys over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we also have uh, a message from our dear friend, Liz, um, who met, wrote us to talk to us about the VCRs. Because after okay, we saw good, the show, yes. we had uh, put out a call like, hey, did anybody see what these were? Because we didn't. Uh, and Liz went to the Chicago stop. So um, Liz wrote, the VCRs seem to be kind of atmospheric with recurring motifs of members being in elevators, pushing elevator button panels outside in the snow, setting fire to things. <laughs> So that sounds like a lot of different things. Uh, But Liz said, the screens were great during the encore in Chicago, at least, because while they were prepping for the encore, the crowd camera cut to all the fantastic fan signs and costumes in the crowd. Bad bitches love June. S. Coops, let me shoot my snap shoot. A giant lesbian pride flag with lesbians love 17 on it. They also showed lots of cute fan interactions. They had people in the pit or first tier do a dance of Snapshoot. So we had that too at our stop. Uh, Song Kwan had someone sing the pre-chorus of Aju Nice, which they also did at our stop. Uh, And then they also did a cute thing with a kid fan. They asked her how old she was and she held up eight fingers. So Ming Hao did his little V8 hand signal back at her. Uh, And she said it was just delightful at the Chicago stop. Yay, thank you for that insight. Yes, Liz. thank you for writing I to love us the about vague, it. I love the vagueness of VCRs anyway. But it's like, <laughs> but one of our concert recaps would not be complete if I didn't tell you, like, oh, there's it was red and they yeah, were yeah, walking yeah. dramatically. And they were making a box for us or whatever. <laughs> like half of our twice concert recap was all about their weird VCR. Like it's an essential part. It's, part it's of an it. essential part. 
Um, we also got, we have a few voicemails, um, but before we get to that, we have another email um, from a listener, Kelsey, who went and saw Seventeen in Seoul. Yeah, that's so exciting. Okay, here is our email from Kelsey. Hi, Shannon and Angelica. I am American, but I've been living in South Korea since February 2020 teaching English. As a fellow carrot, I have to tell you about my experience at the 17 Be the Sun in Seoul. I went with my friends Mika and Danny to the Sunday performance, and it was amazing. First thing, mesh. So much mesh. Here's a mesh. There's a mesh. Everywhere, a mesh mesh. <laughs> Old Kim Mingyu was trying to kill me. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Should be sung to the tune of Old McDonald. Oh, I see you. Wait. Here's a mesh. There's a mesh. Everywhere, a mesh mesh. Old Kim Mingyu trying to kill me. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Hoshi lifted his shirt, dead, me and Mika, uh, and Hoshi is a squishy bias for me usually, but apparently not this time. Minghao's red hair, blue contacts, and smoky eyes looked great. Side note, he had blue hair at our concert. Yes, she actually wrote us a, a, a we, ha we have an addendum that is about his hair color. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get to that. All right, all right. Uh, he's one of three biases in three in different groups who've had red hair recently. Hyunjin from Stray Kids and Jin Young from Six or CIX. The universe is like, all your biases need to have red hair, but not really all. It would be crazy since I'm a big multi stan. I actually have four biases in 17 Minghao, Mingyu, Hoshi, and Woozy. Having four came in handy when I bought a Lucky Draw acrylic keychain with a member's face. I got Mingyu. But I really love them all, so I would have been happy with any member. This was my second 17 concert. I went to Ode to You in Chicago in 2020, and Koops was on hiatus for that one, so I was really happy to see him this time. And even though Jonghan just had surgery on his elbow, he was killing it and looking great in the custom slings that matched his outfits. Boo cried during the last ment, and it was so sweet, and the other members came to comfort him, TT. Other things that happened, motorbikes on stage Ooh. and 17 on top of trolley cars going around the room behind the floor seats. Oh, I wish we got that oh, they, kind of stuff. They only do those in Korea. We I never know. get We them. never get those. No, actually, I think BTS might have done it for their stadiums. But like, come on, get uh, in the trolley. Well, maybe if 17 is able to come to SoFly next time yeah, around, yeah, yeah. we can get the trolleys. I enjoyed all the songs, but I want to mention how amazing the performance unit looked during their two songs. They were so graceful and elegant. They reminded me of runway models while walking to the extended stage yes. during Moonwalker. I absolutely love the album You Make My Day, so I was happy to see a number of songs from it. I think Moonwalker is kind of funny, though, because they sound like they're singing Moonwaka Waka Moonwaka, and it sounds like Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Uh, plus the choreo with that part makes me giggle a little bit, but even when looking and sounding slightly silly, they looked amazing. Also more mesh. Snapshoot was repeated a little near the end. I thought they'd maybe do a never ending snapshoot instead of very nice, but of course they continued the tradition of never ending very nice. My friends and I were sitting together in the nosebleed section, the fourth level. Gotta be grateful for the jumbo screens. The Gochok Sky Dome is massive. I had so much fun. I loved seeing them be hot and synchronized and when performing and then acting like goofballs. They were all squishies to me when I got into them. So it's a little disconcerting how attractive all of them are looking now. Mesh! <laughs> I'll stop here, even though I feel like I just scratched the surface of this four-hour concert. I hope the two of you get to see them again when they come to America. 
Thanks, Kelsey. And then the addendum says, just a side note, I know Ming Hao's hair was a little bit more of a dark pink, but from a distance, it looked red. Plus, pink is in the red family. (laughs) (laughs) All the biases I mentioned who had red hair, I got to see in concert, so it makes it easy to spot them quickly. Yes, and as you said, we he had blue hair when we saw him. Yes. So, and I, I did not realize that, because I don't really go, I'm not very on Instagram anymore, so I, I didn't know that he had changed his hair color from the red, so that was a fun surprise. But I also feel like our concert was not four hours. No. Um, so. And I believe, if I remember from looking, I think the Soul concerts had slightly different set lists, the two different nights, like... This like soul concerts are always a bigger, longer mm-hmm. deal because I think those are the ones that get turned into the DVD later, yeah. and like it's a whole other thing. So I also supremely wonder... jealous. I I would love like it's to truly a bucket list dream of mine to see like a show mm-hmm. in Korea or see a dome show in Japan. Like yeah. I think it would just be amazing it would be and it would be like a whole different animal too yeah um and i i wonder if maybe they also don't have like the curfew restrictions that maybe we have here like the you know the county uh you gotta end things at a certain hour will will be different um because that's what i wonder like maybe that's what coops got in his in ear that he had to go talk like maybe they had like games or something planned and someone in his in ear was like you gotta move it along um but anyway we also have a few voicemails from people who went to go see different stops on the tour. All right. Here is a voicemail from, I believe, Tasha. That's what the what the automated uh, transcription has said. We'll find out when we play it. <laughs> Hi, Shannon. Helica. My name is Tasha. I have been listening to the podcast for a while now, um, but I finally decided to call in and leave a voicemail um, because I went to the 17 show in LA and I really wanted to talk about it. I don't really have a lot of people that I can talk to that would care enough about it. But well, first I wanted to say that I have love your podcast and it is the highlight of every Wednesday to listen to it. And I've learned so much about K-pop, but yeah, anyways, to the 17 show, um, I was hoping I was kind of looking out for you guys and I was hoping that I would run into you in a non creepy way but I didn't but that's okay um and also I want to say I think it was Shannon that went to like the GOT7 show like she said she went alone because I went to the show alone I wasn't sure because like the few friends that I have that would be interested uh they couldn't go so I went alone and I want to say it was very fun and the K-pop fans are so nice I like made friends with a girl sitting next to me and yeah so don't be afraid to go to a show alone everyone is super nice but Anyways, I loved the show. It was my first time seeing them live. Um, they did such a good job. It was a bummer that Dino got COVID and wasn't able to perform, but I was still really impressed of how they adapted so quickly. And I couldn't even tell, like, if you didn't know, like, that a member was missing. Like, even on the performance team stage, um, there was only three of them, but I feel like they did a really good job of not making it look like someone was missing. Um, Joshua is my bias, and I thought it was, ah, it was so fun to see him and, like, being there in L.A., and I thought it was really cool that some of his, like, high school friends came, and he, like, mentioned that. What else were the highlights? Oh, 
Uh, I loved the hip-hop team performance, Game Boy, I think is such a ridiculous song, but I love it, and that was such a banger. And also, I loved, like, seeing them interact with each other. I felt like it was just, like, all the Going 17, like, videos that I, like, watched, like, seeing them, like, just, they're just so funny with each other. And I also loved the fan interaction, like, how they asked them, like, carrots to dance and the ones that like gave the microphone and they're like saying that part and like I do nice that was a really fun part because like I've been to I've only been to a couple other K-pop concerts and one of them was like the like big like BTS stadium shows and I just feel like you kind of lose like the fan interaction and that thought was really fun to see um but Hi again, this is Tasha because I was not brief enough about my feelings of 17, so get caught up, caught up. Um, but I have a few more things I wanted to say first about the concert. Um, so their single Hot, when that came out, I watched the music video and I wasn't like, too into it, but that was the opener for the concert and I thought that was a perfect opener and they all looked amazing. And that really turned around my feelings about that song, and I love it now, and I listen to it all the time. Um, oh, and, like, Mingyu in that, like, mesh shirt that you could totally see everything through. Oh, oh that was good. <laughs> and the other thing is they're, like, never-ending, like, Aju Nice's. Uh, <laughs> like, they pretended to bow. Oh, we're, we're finishing. Oh, no, Aju Nice again. Oh, no, Aju Nice again. Which... Well, like, it's fun. Like, it is a fun song, and I think it, like, was a song that, like, made them more popular and really put them on the map. But I have to say, if I were one of the 17 members, I think after this tour was over, I would put that song on the Do Not Perform list for another year. I would be so sick of it. But if they're happy with it and they love it and the fans love it, then that's all that matters. So, you know, but... I, yeah, I thought the performance was amazing. It was a super fun concert. They did a great job. They are so talented and very beautiful in real life. Um, after the concert, I walked out and there was like these barricades and like a bunch of people were waiting around. I had no idea why. And then one of the girls turned and was like, oh, they're like waiting like for them to come out like the stage door and like get into the car. So I did wait and <laughs> it was quite a while, but I got to see like, like, like Minghao and like Sunquan, those are two like I was like probably like ten feet within, so I got to see them pretty well. So that was fun, and yeah, it was a really fun concert experience. And I'm really excited for your guys's like recap episode of what you thought about it and what were your favorite moments. Um, but yeah, and thank you for everything. I love the show, and yeah, I look forward to hearing. Thank you, Tasha, for calling in. I love that you stage doored it. I've never done that at a K-pop concert, but like, fun. yeah, me either. I don't even know where the stage door would be at the forum. That's where we usually go. Um, but that's so fun. I love that. Um, I didn't even think about people doing that. But yeah, I guess it probably does happen every time. Uh, our next message comes from, I believe, Rebecca. Hi, Shannon and Angelica. My name is Rebecca. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, as they say. Um, so I just got home from the 17 concert, and the boys were stunning. They were talented and charismatic. Um, but unfortunately, 
I was at the Houston concert. So our dear Dino and Mingyu were not there performing due to COVID taking yet another thing from us. And so I believe you guys went to the LA concert. So if you haven't filmed yet or recorded yet, um, I'm asking or begging you please to give as much detail as, about these two members, um, especially Mingyu, who happens to be um, my bias, um, and especially the Game Boy performance, because I know that you guys hate that song, but I think it's just so silly and quirky, and I absolutely love it, and it was one of my favorite um, songs, um, even without Mingyu. So um, just a small request. Love the podcast and Kate can't wait to keep listening. Bye. Oh, I had no idea Mingyu was missing in Houston. I didn't know that either, but I am I'm sorry that we don't we we didn't talk more in detail about Game Boy. Um they didn't I, I honestly they just like bounced around and like did this they had a great time. They were like really doing it and like they again they were just like acting like the hip hop unit. Like mm-hmm. they like they had the mics and the mics had the auto tune fully turned on and they were like holding them sideways and do like I don't yeah, know, and, they like, were acting like everybody up wacky. and like, rappers yeah yeah yeah. they were they were hipping and hopping but like (laughs) we said mingyu took lots of time to face our weird little corner yes so we really appreciated him for that yeah and his his presence was a very big and integral part of our show experience absolutely so uh we're we're very happy to have had him uh we one more voicemail about 17 all right, one more voicemail from our dear Slowpoke Megan, again about the Houston concert. All right. Good morning. It's your Slowpoke Megan. I just got done listening to the first KCON episode and heard that you guys are going to be doing a 17 concert recap. So I wanted to give a really quick recap of my experience at 17 in Houston. Unfortunately, Dino and Mingyu weren't able to be there because um, they both had COVID. And that's really sad because they were recording and streaming um, that particular concert, so it kind of felt a little bit incomplete. But, like, a ton of people I knew were there from, like, all over. It was a lot of fun. I dressed as a tiger because one of my biases is Hershey, and I got a lot of compliments. Um, I had a lot of fun being a tiger, and um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um I I had a, a great time. It's been, like, over two years since I have seen Seventeen, and every time I see them perform, it's, I'm just in awe of of them. Um, I guess one of my favorite performances was Game Boy. <laughs> it's such an annoying song. Sorry to any Game Boy fans, but I had so much fun with it. And then, of course, the never-ending Aju Nice is always a lot of fun. So, yeah, I hope that you guys had a lot of fun as well. I'm looking forward to hearing your story. And that's it. I love you. Love you too, Megan. Oh, I love I love that both of those uh talk about Game Boy. <laughs> it it clearly was like the like I now that was I'm a moment in Houston. why they chose to put it on the set list is like even though it's a very polarizing song, like 
maybe that's where it's meant to live is mm-hmm. in that live version. Like I was saying last week about the KCON concert that like I find a lot of Stray Kids music like too much for everyday life. Mm-hmm. But in the setting of a big stadium show, it's like perfect yeah. music. So maybe that's where Game Boy lives as well. Like live Game Boy is where it's at. Sure, sure. It's like live <laughs> beast mode. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. 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 Um, but thank you to everybody who wrote in or called in. Um, I love that we all get to. I think it's especially neat the way that K-pop tours continue to grow and grow and that all of us, all of us and all of our listeners who live like all over the country that we all get to like see the same show and have like slightly different experiences at different city stops. I'm like, I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I like it too. It's fun. And I like being able to hear about the different stops and how, you know, little moments um, stand out in different ways of the different shows. Because, I mean, they always talk about it too, but like every city has its own energy. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's very, it's very fun uh, to hear from all of you. So yay. Um, yay for Seventeen coming back to us after two long years away. And we hope we get to see them again next year so that we can continue our streak of yes. yearly 17 that we missed out on um and yeah yeah and um we'll be right back with a random game hey you said it <laughs> <laughs> all right we are back and this week the random number generator gave us a really old school rock band yes a they, glam rock a band, glam specifically. rock band, to be precise. Uh, this is a group called Eve. Um, they originally debuted in. They were founded in 1997, but released their uh, first debut in uh, 1998. But they were apparently founded on December 24th, so they took their name from Christmas Eve. Um, and even though it is still active, all the members of the band have changed with the exception of the vocalist and founding member Kim Sehon. Um, so they have six former members, currently four, uh, and they have been under seven different labels. Um, and they have apparently reformed at least twice. Um, so a group that has gone through many iterations and many different sounds, they've released 11 studio albums. Um, and so it seems like they have definitely a ton of music out there. Yeah, they surely do. Um, and I found their debut music video uh, for a song that is called whenever you feel or whenever it happens like depending mm-hmm. on how you want to translate it um, but once again like last week with sharp the music video is on the recording industry of korea's youtube channel they must be archiving this old stuff for us saving us um, and our random game yeah, so if you want to watch it with us, the title is entirely in Hangul, so maybe I will plop it in the episode description or something. Um, but if you want to watch Eve's debut music video with us, just pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we oh, have yeah. a dramatic <laughs> wall um, and a oh, guy yeah. with a guitar. That hair, yes. Look at those luscious, luscious lips. 
Okay, we've got like a white room. Oh, guy all in white in a white room playing a white piano. So far, the song is ballady. I don't know if it's going to mm -hmm. like kick off or stay like this. Yeah, and we just have like who I presume is Kim Sehon. Um, just like he's got his real trimmed eyebrows and he's just like dramatically singing. Sometimes he's in black and white playing the guitar. Sometimes. Ooh, look at the feather. <gasps> feather shirt. <laughs> oh, here we go. There it is. Here's the rock part. Okay, and I think we're seeing another, I think that other guy is a different guy. Okay, now we've got the whole band. Wow, these, the glam of the shirts is, I love it. They're wearing so oh, much yes. like lace and like sheer. Lace and mesh and like beautiful mm -hmm. necklaces and like super 90s sunglasses and this yeah. very layered hair. The bassist has like Johnny Resnick, like Goo Goo Dolls hair, like mm -hmm. very highlighted. And, like, yeah, the drummer has like silver hair that looks like it has been perhaps spray painted because it's very, it's got a lot of texture. Oh yeah, the song like changes vibes mm -hmm. like a lot. Oh, he has a cape on in one of these scenes. This dramatic yeah, drippy that, necklace. That drippy necklace over the sheer shirt and what looks like a corset. Oh yeah, yeah. look at him rocking out. Leaning on each other and playing the guitar. <laughs> oh, with his like chonky die job. Well, he is the only vocalist, it appears, in this group. Yeah. And it seemed like in the list of forever missing members, like, that there were never another, another vocalist. vocalist. It seemed yeah. like it was mostly bassists that they were going mm -hmm. through like crazy. Yeah. Maybe he is a type and he couldn't, like, resist falling for the bassist every time. You never know. <laughs> they all are like exactly the same skinny guy. Yeah. Though. Like <laughs> they are the very scenes similar. of them all, they like look mm -hmm. so similar. And this whole band is obviously like a vehicle for the lead singer because he's, right. the, he's the one who founded it and like is the only member that has been there from the beginning. Oh, the cape. The cape. I love it. I love it. And he, and there's one scene where he's wearing like a bracelet up on his forearm, but it has like so many dangly chains on it. That are, that one. Yeah, they're like yeah. shaking around. While he plays the guitar, yeah. Oh, freeze. Ooh, drama so drama. In the cape. <laughs> And we just got him sadly playing the Everyone's piano. just looking at the All ground. White. Eve. Wow. Oh, Eve. Great. There you go. All right. All um, right. 
It's weekly recommendation time. Yes, it is. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and recommend our sweet Kim Kibum back again to blow us all away with his second album. The music video for Gasoline just came out today as of this recording. Uh, and it's great. It's another visual feast and extravaganza. Um, the costuming in it is amazing. The song is very different from Bad Love, but it's very fun. The dancing is really great. The concept is really fun. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been absorbing actually a lot of new K-pop lately, but, or like recent releases, but um, that is the newest. Um, sure. So that's, that's what I'll say. Great. I love that. Um, I'm going to recommend a show that I lost my entire Sunday to. Great. I was not mad about it, but I watched it for hours. Oh, yes, this show. Um, the show is called Nothing Much Prepared, and it is hosted by a rapper, Lee Young-ji, who I was completely unfamiliar with until she showed up on an episode of Queendom mm -hmm. 2 this year. And the show has been on for more than a year, so like... It's not new. I just finally gave in and watched it because Hyuna and Ki were the most recent res guests, yes. respectively. So that finally got me to tune in. Um, and this is just like an extremely fun, loose YouTube interview variety type show. It literally takes place in Young Ji's actual apartment where her bathroom door sticks. And like, I don't know, everything about it is just like so hilarious and she is the wildest person that i think i've ever seen on anything like she is just a wild girl with a very specific personality and she's perfect for hosting this show and the first like 10 episodes of it are hosted on a different youtube channel and on that one people like she had beers on the table but mostly people are just drinking cokes and having a little chat and it seems like in the last like 12 episodes, the show, show has been reformatted for a let's get drunk as shit show. Yeah. And it's gotten really funny since well, that point. Like Changmin's episode, he only drinks milk. They drink oh, milk. Oh, really? See, because when I first heard about this, I have I found it on a, play, a YouTube playlist that had all of the English, not all of them, but like a handful of videos English subbed and it is titled my alcohol diary and like that has and it's the same like it's definitely the same show because I see the key and Hyanna episodes on here and like Sunmi's on it and Hyungwon is on it but it's called my alcohol diary that's so strange because the title in the corner and the, it's called nothing much prepared that's, that's what so the show weird. is called that's so I don't so know weird. why they changed it but anyway this show is so freaking entertaining the Hyuna episode is great. The Key episode was really funny because they have like great banter and she accuses Key of trying to steal her job. And the Hyungwon episode is so funny because she can't like Hyungwon's face is making her so nervous that she just starts getting really drunk really fast and is trying to get him to get as drunk. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I feel like I can't get drunk right now. I'm like too nervous. And they call Hoshi and Hoshi blacked out during his episode. Like he doesn't remember doing it. <laughs> and like, it's just a really fun show. And I hope that it's on forever. 
Um, so if you haven't checked it out, like, please do, because it's extremely entertaining. Yeah. And she's gotten, she has a wide variety with a bunch of different idols, like Changmin, Boo, Hwasa. I'm just like scrolling through and looking like Juhan's been on it. Hoshi, um, so Sunmi. Um, so it's, she gets fun names um, and they get to let loose. Uh, so it's a, it's a fun show. It's a very fun show. So check that out. Nothing much prepared. Lee Young-ji, or I guess you could search My Alcohol Diary, because I guess it comes up like that, too. Yeah, but my the My Alcohol Diary one, I don't know if it has all of these episodes, but there are, like, you just type in Nothing Much Prepared to YouTube, and all of these videos say English subbed, so I think that they are. The, I yeah, watched, they're all, I watched like, 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 12 of them on mm-hmm. Sunday. I'm telling you, I didn't do anything else. It's There's a great show, whole... and all the episodes are, like, 15 to 20 minutes, so it's, like, a nice little... Oh look, here's uh Che Young. No, Che Che Young from from uh Twice. Um there's and there's even a whole fun through line like there's a rapper that she had on really early where she like confessed that she had a crush on him and then Changmin is like on his episode he gets like very involved and he's like talking to her about it and she, he's like do you still have feelings for him because like I think that you need to want to like <laughs> It's, trying there's to play a whole, matchmaker yes there's like a whole funny through line of it and like i don't know it's a great show and she wears weird things on her head and sunglasses inside and yes. she has literally no shame literally no filter is just like oh she's a fun person she's very yeah. fun she's very fun i can see chong on oh my god they got uh what's his name with um from god with the sunglasses june yes he's on here too yeah that's super funny um yeah so can't recommend that highly enough please check that show out it's so good um and yeah i don't know i feel like i have so many like k-poppy things that i need to talk about but like not not here in recommendation time like we've done a really we're almost at two hours but like know that i have lots of thoughts about hyuna and don leaving p nation and a lot of thoughts about the twice album and a lot of thoughts about all this new jeans shit and like i don't know maybe we need to do like a what's going on in k-pop episode soon but anyway i digress just know i'm not ignoring those things sure sure, i have many thoughts but (laughs) we've been doing these like intense live event recap episodes i don't have time schedule we don't have this is now is not the time or the place but we will make some time someday um but anyway thank you for tuning into this again thank you everybody who shared um some of their 17 concert experiences to add to the episode um and if you would like to find us or get in contact with us we can be found at amakpoppod on twitter and instagram amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails 181 amakpop5 to leave a voicemail like you heard in this episode you can also text that number um p.o box 26096 los angeles california 90026 for actual mail patreon.com slash pod. you can join our patreon and get special bonus episodes every month uh link tree slash pop will take you to our spotify youtube and discord and other fun linkies for the show and that's all the places that you need and we'll be back next week as always thank you so much for tuning in to all of these we've been doing I don't know. I feel like I still feel not recovered from this week where we saw <laughs> 17 and did KCON and it was already a week ago, but like, I still feel like it just happened yesterday and I'm still too tired. And also like it happened a month ago. I'm mm-hmm. in a weird limbo of like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overwhelm. Time has been has been all shook up lately. It surely has been. But <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. 